It's nighttime on the internet. A street sweeper shazams the national anthem. A ring-tailed lemur is angered by Top Chef spoilers. A lunar eclipse posts a boring blog. It's time for the Pod F Tompcast. Welcome to the Pod F Tomcast, an audiophonic collection of comedy-type ramblings and bitlets offered freely to a trusting, uncynical public, presided over by your master of ceremonies, Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. The Pod F. Tomcast, episode... Seven. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. It is nighttime on the internet once again. And that means it is time for the Pod F Tomcast. Because everything has meaning, ladies and gentlemen. Everything means something. Whether it's language, clearly has meaning. Or, um,. Body language. Mm. That's stalled out. I mean, they're both kinds of language. The one is with words, the one is with bodies. How old is body language, do you think? Do you think it, it's as old as bodies, or do you think it's like, I don't know, pioneer days? <laughs> do you think that's what body language was developed? Westward expansion? In America, of course. I Look, I know that this is listened to around the world and that other countries might have their own pioneer times. One thing we can all agree on, weird fur hats were worn by men. You don't see that so much anymore. Where most of an animal comprises a hat. You just put it on your head. I guess the rule was, take off... <laughs> Cut off the head so it's not confusing. <laughs> so there's only one head at a time. So when people address you and you're wearing a word for a hat, they're not like, oh, who do I look at? Do I look at you or do I... Who's in charge here, you or that raccoon? <laughs> look, I don't know who's boss in pioneer times. Oh, I don't know if they have raccoons in other countries. We might have a monopoly on those, sort of like jazz, the American art form. Raccoons, America's animal. I think we can all agree we're very proud of them. They sure are nocturnal. (laughs) They sure do have little weird black hands they can open stuff with, like human beings. Did we evolve from them? Nobody ever talks about that, but they do have little hands. Are we turning into them? Is it a Planet of the Apes type situation where we are going to become them? Oh, they're not a higher life form than us, are they? Do I have to start thinking about raccoons differently than I do now? I don't want to work. 
maybe that doesn't seem like a lot of work to you, but folks, I have a very rigid view of raccoons. Who they are in our society. Who they should be come in our society. And by our society, I do not mean America. I mean the world. Maybe someday we'll have a one-world government under benevolent raccoons. Would they wear clothes then? I wouldn't if I was them. They're beautiful. Uh, I know they eat garbage, but they have beautiful coats. Those tails are to die for. They got the smoky eye makeup. I love them. That's right, Black Swan. Guess who was doing it first? Raccoons. Some people say raccoons. <laughs> but I've grown fond in the last five minutes of saying raccoons. Were there raccoons alive during uh, the Rococo period? And what was that period again? Oh, everything was so Rococo. It is Rococo in here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what this show is. If you are <laughs> hearing it for the first time, welcome aboard. This is what I do. It's called the stream of consciousness. Dip your little raccoon toe into it. See where it takes you. Down a river of filth to a jackpot of garbage. You're in heaven, raccoon. <laughs> That's in case there was a raccoon listening. <laughs> I laughed at myself so hard I blew a paper off of the <laughs> music stand in front of me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pod F Tomcast. This is episode 7. Very special and strange episode. We have something, uh. something different. Something different. By the pricking of my thumb, something different this way comes. Not only do we have a variation on uh, one of the very first pieces of comedy we had on our very first episode. Oh, all the way back. God, what is this? Episode 7? I'm going to go all the way back to episode 1. Yeah, 6 ago. We have a new uh, Google Voice Transcripts segment from my live variety show here in Los Angeles, The Paul F. Tompkins Show. We have a chat, as we always do, with our friend Jen Kirkman. I say our friend because she's my friend, and guess what? Now she's your friend, too. Unless you're listening to this for the first time, in which case, don't get presumptuous. Get to know her the way everyone else has gotten to know her. And don't expect that she'll get to know you, because she won't. Because she doesn't know who you are, unless she does. In which case, she already knows you. So, stop crying like a baby. We have, um... I don't know how to put this. We have, uh... We have another person in the studio. Another person joining us for nighttime on the internet. He is in the room with me. He's looking at me. As I said that, he wasn't before I said that, and then in my peripheral vision, I made him look at me by saying, he's looking at me. 
Well, it's only polite. If someone, uh, someone narrates your behavior, you should, I think, act out what they say you do. Everyone knows this. It's your Emily Post in that situation. Um, this gentleman is the winner of a charity auction to help the Los Angeles Food Bank. It happened around Christmas time. He won the chance to get to witness the pot of Tomcast being assembled, created. He's going to participate in it in a way that no one ever has or ever will again. Probably. We're actually going to talk with this young man later on. I'm not even going to tell you his name now. Scott McLean. Oh, I was going to make it a big build-up, like he had a weird name or something. <laughs> oh, you guys need to emotionally prepare yourselves for this wackadoo name. You're going to say, what is this? Star Wars episode... Seven? And to think where they were in the episodes. Remember... George Lucas said there was going to be nine of those. He'd always envisioned it as a nine-part series. That was a lie. Why did you lie, George Lucas? Did you think I wasn't going to remember that? Well, I remembered it. You owe me three movies, even though I didn't even see the last one. Why would I do that to myself? I saw those first two. Of the new ones, not the original ones. The original ones I loved. Look... I'm not here to relitigate my childhood, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here to ramble, present some <laughs> pre-recorded comedy pieces, and ramble some more. And that is what I aim to do. So folks, in addition to all of those things, we also have another installment of the great Undiscovered Project, which has been going along crazily. Like a raccoon wearing clothes. Last episode, actor John Lithgow was introduced. He's going to be calling somebody today, but whom will he be calling? You're going to find out. In seven seconds. Seven, six, five, four, one. In the recent past, a group of creative giants collaborated on an epic artistic endeavor. Shrouded in secrecy, the project was hidden away by the very geniuses that brought it to life. The Pod F Tomcast has obtained a series of phone calls recorded by an unknown party that tell the tale of this venture's initiation and subsequent abandonment. This is the story of The Great Undiscovered Project. Previously on The Great Undiscovered Project. I have been offered a chance to act in a film, and What? In a film? Acting? You? Brady, who did you say was putting this fun little project together? Uh, I hear about it from the cake boss. Uh, he hear about it from Gary Marshall. I think he hear about it from John C. Riley. I do not know who started this ball rolling. I've got a couple of ideas. <clears throat> the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Rap.
Pepper and Actor Ice-T Residence, Ice-T speaking. Ice-T, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And whom do I have the pleasure of addressing? Oh, come on. You can't be serious. You don't recognize my voice. Hmm. I mean, you sound familiar, dude. I just can't place you. But you honestly don't know who this is. I'll tell you what. Don't say your name. Give me a clue, and I'll bet I'll get it. A clue? Fine. We worked together on a movie called Ricochet. Ricochet. 1991? Yes. Okay. Is this Denzel Washington? No. Kevin Pollack? No. Jesse the Body Ventura? No, I'm not. Was he in Ricochet? Yeah, yeah, he played Chowalski. Huh. I don't remember him in that. Y'all might not have had any scenes together. Well, that's probably... Wait a minute! You do know who this is, don't you? Come on, of course I do. John, let's go. Oh, you really got me, Ice-T. Oh, man, that was probably one of my best practical jokes ever. Oh, it was pretty good. You know who I was going to guess next for fun? Who? I was going to be like, is this Lindsay Wagner? And then you were going to be like, I ain't a woman. And I was going to say like, hey, man, she's an older lady now. Maybe she's a smoker. That would have been good, right? Yeah, funny. I kind of wish I did that now. What? I wish I had taken it that far where I pretended I thought you were Lizzie Wagner. It's killing me now. (laughs) Okay, well, as much fun as it is to hear you laugh about something you thought about doing, I did actually call for a reason. Okay, go ahead, man. What's on your mind? Oh, I'll tell you what's on my mind. What's all this I hear about a movie you're putting together? What? How'd you hear about that? Never mind how I heard. The real question is, why aren't you including me? Maybe I was going to call you next. Oh, were you? No. What? Why did you? Oh, I should have lied. Yes! Well, look, John. It ain't all up to me. I mean, I just had an idea. I called up Andrew Lloyd Webber. Wait, is it a musical? That's the idea. Well, all the more reason to have me. I love to sing. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. John, hold up, hold up. Your example of singing is the alphabet song? It's a song, isn't it? Technically. But look, this thing ain't even been written yet. Don't get your feelings hurt. I'd love to have you be a part of this project. Oh, do you mean it? Absolutely, man. You helped me out so much as an actor on Ricochet, I still use your advice to this very day. Pretend Pretend you're the the person person in in the the script. script. That's right. And yelling! Yelling! Oh, Ice, thank you for your kind words. Now, I know I called you in a bit of a state, but in all seriousness, I hope you'll keep me in mind for a part in this picture. Go, go. There's no way I would do this movie without you. Ah! Unless the other people involved veto you and my hands are tied. Like, that's the only way. Yes. Yes, of course. I know how these things work. But let me just say this. If I were you, I'd get everyone else on board with Go-Go. It's in the picture's best interest. But mostly, it's in Ice-T's best interest. Uh, John, I feel like you're menacing me. Ha-ha! I got you! What? That was just my version of a fun iced tea joke. You pretend not to know who people are on the phone, and I sound ominous and threatening about the prospect of being cut out of your film. (laughs) Oh, man, that was a good one. (laughs) But seriously, I'm being sincerely scary here. I want in, iced tea. Okay. Go-Go, you coming on throng, straight-up gangster, and I gotta respect that. I'll make it happen. Oh, thank you, Ice. Don't give it a second thought, man. Ice T never forgets his friends. I mean, other people might forget Ice T's friends, but not me, you know. Uh. Okay, go go. I'll holler at you later. Bye. Don't.
Don't disappoint me, Ice-T. You won't like my reaction. Oh, he probably can't hear me anymore. Well, Ice-T's back. As you just heard. Unless you downloaded this, fast-forwarded to this particular minute, and started here. In which case, what is wrong with you? How did you loose the straps of your straight jacket in order to download this podcast and fast-forward to slightly after the beginning? Don't knock off your Napoleon hat. I'm saying you're crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned earlier, and if you don't believe me, rewind it, and you'll hear me mention what I'm about to re-mention. I don't like being called a liar, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna say gentlemen for that one. I don't think any ladies are accusing me of being a liar. I think the, I think the ladies that listen to this podcast know I am a gentleman, and not the kind of gentleman who calls another gentleman a liar. That gentleman is no gentleman. The word gentleman has ceased to have a meaning, gentleman. As I said earlier, not lying. I host a live variety show in Los Angeles, the Paul F. Tompkins Show. And I would like to excerpt a moment from that show. Now, as I said, way back in episode one of the Pod F. Tomcast, we presented from that live show a little bit called Google Voice Transcripts. Because at the time, I let Google Voice be my voicemail. What happened was, uh, somebody calls you on your phone, and then if you don't want to pick it up, because whoever wants to pick up the phone? Is there anything worse on God's green earth than talking on the phone? There isn't. Asked and answered, moving on. So Google Voice would field the call when you didn't want to talk to humans, and it would offer you a transcript of that call which was always wildly inaccurate. It was a regular segment on the show. And then I thought, hey, it's time to do something different with this. I thought that because someone suggested it. <laughs> Friend of mine. Well, to, to be fair, though, I, I had to process his words in my brain, where thoughts come from. I think I'm in the clear on this one. So my old friend Stephen Dunham very funny actor. We worked together many years ago on a situation comedy called Dag. Leaving a little of space for people listening to applaud. And uh, thank you, Evan, for that fan fanfare. Dag fanfare, I call it. That was a show that almost ran a season, and uh, but a friendship was born out of it. And... Uh, he had an idea, and I invited him on the show to help me out with it. So you're going to hear him on this recording. You'll also hear my pal Matt Gorley from Super Ego, which is a fantastic podcast that you should also download. Also, not instead of mine. In addition to. Ugh. So you're going to hear this bit, which is called Google Voice Theater. 
And just a little heads up, I start out playing one role in this bit. I switch roles towards the end. You'll know it when you hear it. You'll know it when you hear it. I tried to make that fun, and I failed. Why is the phrase, you'll know it when you hear it, so hard to make enjoyable? Well, look, I'm no Aristotle or Onassis, so I don't know. Those guys, they're the thinkers, not me. So enjoy this bit from the Paul F. Tompkins show, Google Voice Theater. It commences in one second. Go. We've been friends for a long time. You came to see my show recently when I started doing the Google Voice thing. And you really enjoyed it. And you said, how about we do a scene together? Like we take a, a scene from something from a play or a movie or something like that. And we filter it through the Google Voice transcriber. <laughs> and then we do it like in wardrobe and stuff like that. We'll actually do a scene. And so uh, we're trying to think of what is like something that everybody's familiar with. And so tonight, ladies and gentlemen, with the help of my friend Stephen Dunham, we are going to present to you the most Isley Cantina scene from Star Wars. <laughs> Google Voice transcript. Steve will be playing the role of Han Solo, the captain of the Millennium Falcon. Matt Gorley from Super Ego, ladies and gentlemen. He will be playing the role of Luke Skywalker. And I, of course, will be playing uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the famous Jedi Knight. Will someone please take this microphone from my hand so I can put on my Jedi robe? Oh, you're right here. It's a lightsaber now. Can you make the noise? All right, so just imagine we're on the planet of Tatooine. And Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker approach the most Eisley spaceport. All sizes, Basil. <laughs> You'll never find them over to the eye was coming and we must be called. I can't stand, we, bought, we got by the strippers. <laughs> Hope you're dead. <laughs> Before and have a strong influence on the weak-minded. You'll find it up our allies. <laughs> You really think we're gonna find out here I'll take it all of our on? Well, most of the best for you to find it's could be found at home. And watch your step. This, please, can beat a little rough. Hi, my friend. So, I'm captain of the money and falcons. <laughs> Julie here tells me that... <laughs> you're looking for passage, the all that stuff? Yes, indeed. Of the fascia. <laughs> Fast shipping. Or her, the Millennium Falcon? July have. As the ship to make us run less than 12 hour sex. <laughs> Hi, Mel. 
Run Imperial Starship, stop the local ball, cruises my gym. <laughs> Talking about the big curly and ships. <laughs> she says, snuff you, old man. What's the car? With passengers, myself, the boy, Toothrow. It's no questions asked. <laughs> what, uh, some got a local trouble? Let's just say we like to avoid any imperial analyst. <laughs> well, last check, isn't it? And it's gonna cost you something extra. 10,000 in advance. 10,000? We close by Russian for that. <laughs> but it was like, at you? <laughs> You've got a message about myself. We don't sit here and get listened. <laughs> we have a much with us, but we could pay you 2,000 aisle, plus 15 when we reach all. 17. Okay, you guys just got your silver shipped. <laughs> we'll uh, leave as soon as you're ready. Bye. Uh, give me a 94. 94. <laughs> Looks like somebody's beginning taking interest in your handiwork. You have to sell your spear. That's okay. I'm gonna come back this planet again. Have to do you have? <laughs> yes, Pre. Does a matter of fact, I was just gonna see your boss. Still Java that I've got as much. So okay, bye bye. Job outlining call when you can. Okay, bye bye. At the house. <laughs> yeah, this time I got the money. Hey, Jaya, when you can post a laugh, okay? Well, I don't have a with me. Tell job up. Bye. Okay, bye. Shall talk to you. You know, I get bored sometimes. You think I had a choice? Chow, chow. Okay, bye. I was off mergers. Or my dead body. See you so much. Okay, so what back dot? I whole yeah. Yeah, so that you have. <laughs> Sorry about the mess. We did it! I cry. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I, you know, that's like a thing that I say as a joke sometimes. But then that, when I hear that recording, I feel like I meant it. 
like we really accomplished something. We didn't. We just read from some scripts, transcripts of a movie scene that I played into my phone. I did spend money on costumes, though. Some really authentic looking Star Wars costumes. Some people said I should have uh, kept the tags in and returned them the next day. I think that's tacky. Oh, yes, um, it turns out I don't need this Jedi robe after all. I thought I was going to a Jedi function, but it was canceled. What? It reeks of stage sweat? <laughs> Those things don't breathe. That's why people give costume nerds bad rap. People that go to comic book conventions and stuff. Those fabrics, they're very, very non-porous. And those people are morbidly obese. Those are the two factors, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend Jen Kirkman, she's a good friend, she's a dear friend. She is precious in my sight. And that's why I call her on the phone and chat with her and record it. That's where it gets weird. <laughs> is that also part of friendship now? Recording phone calls? Well, if you were a real friend, you would record our phone calls and make them downloadable. I guess that makes me a great, great friend. A better friend than Jen. She is not taking the identical phone conversation and making it available. I guess I didn't want to find out this way through deductive reasoning that Jen is not such a great friend as I am. Well, I guess this is how Sherlock Holmes felt all the time. Bummed out. That's why he did so much cocaine. <laughs> how do I know that Sherlock Holmes did cocaine? Was that in those books? Did somebody spread a rumor about that made-up person? <laughs> Can we do that now? Are you allowed to spread rumors about people that never lived? You know what I heard about Ishmael. Gay. All right, here's my phone call with uh, with Jen. Oh, and I want to say, you know, I have a little nickname for her. I call her Southie because she's from Massachusetts. She lived in South Boston for a little bit. I met her around the time of the movie Goodwill Hunting. So I affectionately call her Southie. I've noticed some other people started referring to her as Southie. Stop it. That's what I call her. You're not her friend. Jen, if you're listening to this, those people aren't your friends. I'm your friend. Destroy! Ooh, that took a turn. It turned into a weird monster. Or just a monster. Does it have to be a weird monster? <laughs> yeah, monster's enough. What happened? I was attacked by a monster. Well, regular? What? Why would you ask me that? Go get my arm. That's not bad for a quick little play. Two friends, one attacked by a monster. Arm lying over there. Hmm. I'll work on it. I will work on it. All right, so here's my phone call with Jen. In the spirit of this month, February. We talk about Valentine's Day. It's Valentine to do it. Gross. 
I love you. Oh, hi, Southie. How are you? <laughs> hi. Fun already. Now, listen, this is February, Valentine's uh, Day, everyone's favorite. Uh, <laughs> When's the last time you did something for Valentine's Day? In college, I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Sorry, ladies and men, but I did. And he <laughs> Sorry, was... ladies and men from the past. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, time. Sorry, time. <laughs> exactly. Sorry, time travelers. <laughs> <laughs> I was taken. But um, yeah, this boyfriend of mine. We were both in the same sketch comedy group, so you think we'd be like-minded? Well, no. He was still in a fraternity in his off hours, and I was into <laughs> the punk and the rock. Sure. And so, nineteen ninety. Five Valentine's Day, um, or it might have been 1996. Who cares? But I said to my then boyfriend Aaron, I said, I can't hang out because the Ramones are playing in Boston tonight. And I used to have this thing. There's a street um, in Boston called Lansdowne Street, which is just this very small block, and it has like three or four nightclubs, and they're very small nightclubs. Mm-hmm. Whenever bands would come to town the local rock station WFNX used to have a truck on Lansdowne Street. And I just had this, like, total luck. I mean, I know when I say this, people will be like, oh, because you're a young girl, probably hot. But I wasn't, like, a hot, like, Blake Lively in the town, like, looking teenage Boston girl. You know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't look like that. I looked like a dude. Like, <laughs> I had a flannel shirt and, like, a weird black dyed uneven short haircut absolutely and i would always just try to get into punk rock shows and i would just walk up and down lansdowne and go to the wfnx truck and talk to the djs and be like can i get in and they would give me a wristband and let me into the shows but if i had anyone else with me it never worked out and so i got into everything that way and i was like i've got to get to the ramones and so (laughs) i said to him i go Listen, any night can be Valentine's Day. It just so happens the Ramones are playing on February 14th. You don't want to go, and then you'll also cramp my style with getting a ticket because I think the DJs like to help young girls who are running around by themselves. Of course. You know, we can hang out after, whatever. And just because I was doing my own thing, Mm -hmm. it was like, no, then forget it. Don't ever see me again. And I was like, oh, okay. Wow. And, and listen, I was devastated. I, I really like this guy. I didn't want to be dumped, but yeah, yeah. So this I was, had to this, take it a moment. This was a deal breaker for this guy. Yeah. Because wow. I had my own thing. Yeah. And I had to take it a moment at a time. I was like, well, I just have a feeling I better see the Ramones now or never. <laughs> and I was right. I got to the, the street, and the DJs from the FNX van gave me a wristband. Mm-hmm. And even though I was underage, I got in. Mm-hmm. And I went to the balcony, and I stood in the front row by myself, and I was, like, in such heaven, like, I can barely remember it because my mind was being blown. I, was, I wasn't drinking or anything. I was just, I was crying. I was just so happy. And they're all dead now, and that was one of the last times I think they ever performed as a group together, all of them alive in Boston. That was 95 or 6. Wow. And it was very romantic, in a way, in the other definition of romance, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. Well, I'm smart. I've had some college. Thank you. 
I mean, good for you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I accept your <laughs> thank thanks. You. I accept your thanks and your praise. Yeah, so, I mean, this guy and I ended up, you know, we stayed together a few more months. He was just being stubborn that night. He was just being a baby, and I was just being acutely aware of punk rock history. Sure. So you know how you get in those, you get in those gaffes. I just remember, uh, I, I really don't know what happened. All I remember is that his frat was having a dance. <laughs> it was the like end of the year dance. It was like senior year. Uh-huh. And the night before, he was like, I don't want to go. And I'm like, really? I just bought a dress. And this is so not me, by the way. I am like, I think I am like Courtney Love with brown hair. You know, I do not yeah. like this kind of thing. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I want to go. But you bought, this, like, you bought this gown. I bought a gown. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you want to go? He's like, I just don't feel like it. And then I knew, oh, you guys don't, you're trying to break up with me. And I was right. He's like, yeah, I think we should break up. And then I do that thing that girls do where I'm like, well, we're going anyway. Like, <laughs> who is that punishing? <laughs> So I force him to take me to his fraternity dance, which I don't even want to go to anyway. Mm-hmm. This is the girl who three months earlier was blowing him off on Valentine's Day to see the Ramones by herself. And now I'm begging him, please let me wear a ball gown that's not at all individualistic and please take me to a frat dance. I'm begging him. This is what love does to people. Well, love, more ego, I guess, than love. I think ego and childishness, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes me, he ignores me, and I just spend the whole time in the bathroom, like, crying. Uh, stuff like that. And God. then I leave, and I go home. I had a gay roommate. Uh, he was a new addition. Not the band. He was a new addition to my life. Uh-huh. And I came home early in my gown, and he's like, you look beautiful. And um, I was like, oh, thanks. And then he's like, just hang out in the gown in the living room, and we'll eat ice cream. And I'm like, I did not know you could do that. Like, it's those little moments that you really become a woman. (laughs) You know, you think it's the first kiss or the first time you slow dance with someone or something, but Mm -hmm. it's like, my gay friend says, keep the gown on and we'll eat ice cream in the living room. Oh. Right. I'm allowed to do that. That's right. So that's what we did. That's adorable. It was really nice. And I just, you know, you that's... keep it together for your gay friend. And then you go to bed and just cry for four days. That's right. It's like an episode of Will or Grace. Was that the show Will or Grace? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Will. That's right, because you had to vote at the end of every <laughs> yeah, episode right. who you agreed with. Exactly. Text your vote. Exactly. <laughs> they were the first show to have the the vote text. That's right. It was before. It was pre American Idol. Will or Grace? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, America. Who was right, Will or Grace? America votes Will. They hate women. Okay, next week. So now, so that Grace was... went to a Ramones concert. What a stupid thing. <laughs> um, I dated someone else right after college who broke my heart, and I ran into my frat boy ex-boyfriend in Boston when we were both working in Boston, and 
into each other at a bar, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I just got stomped, and it's so sad. And he's like, well, I'm single, too, so if you want to sleep together, I mean, I'll do that or whatever. And I was like, oh, but, like, <laughs> it was so sweet of him to offer. So gallant. It, it, I know it sounds crazy, but he actually did it like a prince. I was like, oh, no, thank you. I'm just really sad, and I'd rather talk. He's like, totally cool. I just, I don't know. He was basically trying to be like, you know, women are modern these days, and yeah, maybe, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe gonna, the gals. Yeah, that's now what they it, do. now he gets modern women. Like when you wanted to go to a concert instead of uh, hang out on Valentine's <laughs> Day, he couldn't handle it. But now all of a sudden he's very broad-minded. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very I didn't good have, point. I didn't have. I didn't have smart friends like you, Beth. <laughs> no, he's a good dude, though. I wish him the best. Wherever he is. All the best. Out. All the best to that guy. Southie, I sh- we should wrap this up. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I did want to say we uh, we did end up spending New Year's Day together. We we started our, our tradition. My wife and I ended up being in town after all uh, on New Year's Day. And we had a lovely bruncheon uh, with you yeah. and, and Neil. Um, I think you and my wife had a little bit too much to drink. Oh, big time. <laughs> but you Why can judge though. You continued through uh, after we parted ways, right? Who cares? <laughs> what do you, you guys judge that too? I'm just asking a question. I'm not, a judgment I'm not judging. I'm just asking a question. Yeah. <laughs> I sing. Listen, I have a really good singing voice and people don't know this and they don't take it seriously. Right. And I'm done trying to convince people. Yeah. So I had a little too much to drink at brunch. Mm-hmm. Neil drove me home. I sang Liza with a Z songs mm-hmm. from that Broadway show all the way home. Uh-huh. And then when we got home, I kept singing. And Neil said, except for the dryness of your voice from all of the uh, Prosecco, you sound great. And I never said you didn't. And I said, well, I will keep drinking, drinking and singing until my life changes. And then I fell asleep at 8. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> no, I. He's very patient with his extremely fun and sweet wife, who demands right. nothing of him but to have a good. time. Oh, Neil, what are we doing on New Year's Day? Let's sit around and drink and have fun. Ooh, how does he put up with it? Do you know the wives that are out there, buddy? They're demanding diamonds on New Year's. They're trying to have babies. They're like, well, we're in a big house. I'm a fun lady. I'm in the van looking for DJs. I'm trying to see the Ramones. In the van looking for Anyone DJs. Anyone be lucky to be married to me. It's true. It's very true. Well, but Neil is the lucky one. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, everybody. Me. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Southie, uh, on this Valentine's Day month, <laughs> may I say, uh, I platonically love you. And I sent you, I sent you a platonic uh, bouquet of roses. <laughs> well, listen, I will, I will talk to you soon. Uh, happy President's Day, happy Groundhog's Day, happy. Good is sitting alone in your room. All Come right. Hear the music <laughs> play. Okay, you just. Life is a. Cabaret old show. Ah, that's right, it is. 
come to <laughs> that was you're supposed to let me sing off. I, I was letting you. <laughs> there we go. I like you changed it up. What? Your voice is a little dry. You and me all the same. <laughs> all right, Southie, I love you. I will talk to you soon. Much love. Happy Christmas. And also with you. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. And sure. also with you. And a happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Let's throw that in there. <laughs> Life is a cabaret. All right. It sure is. Bye. What? It seems that something is different. That's not Evan playing the piano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's not Evan playing the piano. Because as I... He's <laughs> really giving it a go in there. As I think I mentioned before, <laughs> God, that is killing me. As I think... Keep playing! Or maybe he was. As I mentioned before, around Christmas time, uh, comedy death ray, um, Scott Ackerman's comedy death ray. Scott, uh, by the way, that is a great podcast as well, comedy death ray. <laughs> Scott Ackerman is the host of that podcast, and he and uh, his partner BJ Porter <laughs> organized charity auctions for the Los Angeles Food Bank, and I donated. Keep playing. I donated. <laughs> A chance to appear on the Pod F. Tomcast. This gentleman from Vancouver, Canada, British Columbia, North America, Earth. He bid over a thousand dollars and won. Thousand dollars American, by the way. American dollars. That's what it translated to. And American food. He did not provide Canadian food to American people. A lot of people were upset about that. Anyway, he. Want a chance to appear here on the Pot of Tomcast? Right now, he is playing the piano. He is a young man named Scott McLean. He is our lucky winner. And I can tell you, as grateful as I am for the money raised for charity, and as sweet a guy as this young man is, this has been weird. And it's not over yet. Because I'm going to talk to this guy. Just a couple seconds. Because he's got some news for you about me and what I do. Well, you know me, I'm Paul F. Tompkins. And you know what I do is I come to your town. Paul F. Tompkins comes to your town. Yes. Paul F. Tompkins comes to your town. I don't know why I had to do an announcer voice. I had an announcer do it already. Anyway, Paul F. Tompkins does come to your town, right, Scott McLean? That is correct, Paul. I came to your town, didn't I? You did. The town of Vancouver. Vancouver, Canada. Mm-hmm. You saw me do stand-up comedy there, and I was great. I've seen you do stand-up comedy twice in Vancouver, Canada. Ah, the devil you say. The devil I did say. You weren't at the notorious, the infamous Yuck Yucks show, were uh, you? No, I was at the uh, Comedy Death Ray show. Ah, oh, that was a good show, I guess. Was that a question mark? Yeah, I can't remember. One of those shows was good. One, the people were just drunk. 
let's not dwell on the past. For more information on the Yuck Yucks incident, look it up. Scott, thank you for being here. Thank you for donating so much money to American food. People, needers. <laughs> That's what we call them down here. You wouldn't know. No. And uh, I've invited you to... Very generously, I've invited you to announce my live dates. <laughs> yes. So are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready to shoulder this burden? And accept this... Oh, boy. Now he's acting. <laughs> All right. I Here apologize. For I accept your apology. Okay. And... Take it away, Scott. Where am I going to be? Tuesday, February 8th. Your living room. That's right. Tune into Raising Hope on Fox to see Paul guest star alongside his old pal, Mary Lynn Rice Cub. Check your local listings. That's right. Supposedly it will air my episode on that date, but it might change. So try not to freak out about it. And Scott, I trust you appreciate I spelled Rice Cub phonetically. I do appreciate that. Next. Saturday, February 26th, Los Angeles, California. The Paul F. Tompkins Show returns to Largo at the Cornet with special guest Donald Glover from Community and musical guest Open Mike Eagle. For tickets, go to laughstub.com slash pft. Now, Sorry, PFT. Uh, wow. I'm going to set aside my fury <laughs> and just say that will be a great show. I'm greatly looking forward to it. I feel like I need it more than ever now, after the last second. It's forward slash PFT. Anyway, next. <laughs> Saturday, March 12th, Atlanta, Georgia, the Plaza Theater. Paul returns to the city that led to the creation of the Tompkins 300. For tickets... That's right, and there's just a line on the piece of paper, because there is no ticket link yet. Some details are being ironed out, but unless the Plaza Theater burns to the ground, I will probably be there. What was the date again? Saturday, March 12th. Saturday, March 12th. My triumphant return to Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe I'll march down there. They like that sort of thing, right? I think it's frowned upon now. Oh, you're editorializing. I know this is part of the deal, but fair is fair, money's money. Uh, all right. <laughs> Next, March thirty first. Did you April. just hold on a second? Did you just <laughs> yawn, you miserable worm? I sighed. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's acceptable. March thirty first through April seventeenth, Melbourne, Australia. Mm -hmm. The Melbourne Comedy Festival. Paul performs at Melbourne Town Hall. You can visit www.comedyfestival.com. Dot .au I guess for details for us for Australia. Okay. <laughs> yes, if you go there, there's not a the simple direct link to the tickets. You have to go through some steps. But come on, you're Australia. You are rugged, outdoorsy, pioneering people. Remember, we were talking about pioneers before. You're some of them in the way the criminals are pioneers. They've pioneered breaking the law and doing what they want. And then they get sent to uh, a wonderful continent to have all to their own. So many of them, eventually, that they form a government. That's you! You've done it, Australia. I'm proud of you. Good on you, mates. So yes, I'll be there. 
Melbourne Town Hall. I know that sounds like I'm going to be at some sort of uh, civic meeting. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to be doing a show. Melbourne Comedy Festival. What are the dates on that again? March 31st through April 17th. Plenty of chances to see me. Don't blow this, Australia. You're both a country and a continent. Surely you can get it together to see a show. Or see all of the shows. I need to see all those shows. Don't everybody come to one show and then nobody shows up for the rest. It's not that big a theater. Look. <sighs> Scott, is there anything else? No. That's it, right? <laughs> that is all. Well, Scott, on behalf of the Los Angeles Food Bank, on behalf of Scott Ackerman and BJ Porter and Comedy Death Ray, on behalf of some hungry people who got a little extra something to eat this past year, I don't think it carries over into 2011. I think they throw the food away on January 1st. So, sorry. We all would like to thank you for your generous contribution to charity. And thank you for being here and for being a loyal listener, I'm assuming, of the Pod F. Tomcast. You assumed correct. And thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted me to elaborate on my thank you, but... I don't know if I did either. This was, I, I, I could tell you didn't. Yeah, it was awkward. This was, it, it, whole exercise was awkward. So thank you for being the first and only winner <laughs> of this auction, which will never happen again. Pioneer spirit! <laughs> say say goodnight to everybody, Scott, because they won't be hearing you again. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hmm. Well, there you have it, ladies and former gentlemen. That is the end of this edition of the PodF Tomcast. I would like to thank you all for listening. If you didn't listen, no thank you. You can't even hear this now. Yeah, uh, you know what? You could hear it, but you choose not to. People make choices, ladies and gentlemen. Right choices, wrong choices. Smart choices, dumb choices. Fat choices, skinny choices. Choices that climb on rocks. Armor hot dogs. Remember? No, you don't. I do. Because I'm elderly. That is the end of this edition of the Pod F Tomcast. The Pod F Tomcast is produced by Evan Schletter and myself. With sound design and music by Mr. Schletter. For more information on Evan Schletter, hack into his mainframe. Our announcer is Damon Crawl, and the sleepy voice of the internet is Anna. Thanks to everyone at Largo with the Coronet, everyone, from the staff to the audience to the theater ghosts that haunt that theater. Probably not even famous ghosts either. Bunch of nobodies. <sighs> Folks, Hollywood is very glamorous, and we do have a lot of famous ghosts, but there's just as many, if not more, nobody ghosts. Actors who didn't make it. And they are failing as ghosts, too. They're... They're not scary. This one ghost? Oh, my God, are you kidding me? This guy is in a hotel... At the end of a hallway, like I'm coming out of this room, I look down this hallway. 
At first, I'm like, oh, is that a ghost? And I'm like, hmm. I guess it's a ghost. It's just kind of like a blob, like a shimmery blob. And I was like, what's his unfinished business here on Earth? Uh, collecting uh, unemployment checks? <laughs> I got you, ghost. Oh, I stuck it to that non-famous ghost but good, ladies and gentlemen. And it felt terrific to do it. I want to thank my wife, Janie Haddad Tompkins. Thank you for being my wife. Thank you for being my life. Thank you for being a knife. I married a knife, ladies and gentlemen. Slippery slope. First they repealed don't ask, don't tell, and now I married a knife. <laughs> Direct causal relationship. I think I used that term correctly, but I bet I could be wrong. <sighs> Who cares? Who cares about you and your stupid words? I'm smiling. It's more of a grimace. Can you hear it in my voice? Can you hear this grimace? Oh, boy. It's a grimace, all right. I like the people who smile so much that it affects their speech. I will never forget this young lady taking tickets at a movie theater. She was so pleasant and friendly. When she handed me my movie ticket, I said thank you. And she said just like this, You're welcome. That's how much she was smiling. She couldn't form the words properly. She didn't want to stop smiling. Ah, oh, that's what I wish for you, ladies and gentlemen. I wish that you never stop smiling. <sighs> like you've been sprayed with Joker gas. That's right, I'm against you. It sounded at first like I loved you. And then it turns out, you are my enemy. I'm kidding around. Don't get sprayed with Joker gas, seriously. I, we, you know what? We kid around a lot on this thing, but I don't want anybody out there to get sprayed with Joker gas. So just be aware that the Joker is out there. He's got gas, he sprays people, it makes them smile forever. All right. Good looking out. If you would like to pay for some of the stuff that I do, huh, what a novel approach. Go to astrecords.com. Huh, I think it's a special thing.com. And click on the store. I got some CDs, I got a DVD. That you can see, you can see me on the. You can technically see me on the CDs. There's a picture of me, but if you want to see me moving around and stuff, or an image of me moving around, oh my God, do I have to explain to you how photography works? Because we're at the end. I shouldn't. Maybe I tell you what. Episode eight will begin with a detailed explanation of photography. We just don't have the time. I'm sorry, stupids. If you'd like to see me live. Well, I'm figuring that out. There was a thing called the Tompkins 300. There still is a thing called the Tompkins 300. A lot of it had to do with Facebook, people forming groups. If they wanted to see me in their town. I want to see Paula Tompkins in this town. But Facebook changed their settings again for some reason. And it has made the group numbers impossible to track. <laughs> so I'm in the process of figuring out a thing similar to that but where I'm in charge of it. And people can't change the settings. 
or add people to a group who don't even realize they're, they've been added to a group. That's where the numbers get a little skewed. People are just adding their entire address book to a group. Yeah, we got 300 in uh, two seconds. Hmm, that seems suspect. So I'm figuring that out, and I will have more information on that. But in the meantime, I will have more live dates coming this year. Uh, they are being finalized. And listen to this podcast for more details. Not this particular episode, because that is all the details that there are about that. For more information on me, personally, go to paulftompkins.com. Go to Facebook. Follow me on Twitter, at P.F. Tompkins. Also, let me endorse one final other podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, got one in Under the Wire. The Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast. That is a show that I do. I'm a founding member of this show, participate in this show. And it is my pleasure to do so each and every month here in Los Angeles. They are now podcasting. Episode number one. There's a couple teaser episodes, but official episode number one features me and Paget Brewster, the wonderful comedic actress, uh, in a regular segment that we do. So check that out. Thrilling Adventure Podcast. Check out the teasers, too. They're short. It's not going to kill you. Why did you insist that those teaser podcasts were going to kill you? I don't get you sometimes. You're jumpy. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes of this show. You can, look, leave reviews of any show you feel like on iTunes, but I'm talking specifically about the Pod F Tomcast. Leave a review on iTunes. I must tell you, from the bottom of my heart, thank you to everyone who took my offhand comments to heart and posted many reviews on iTunes saying how much they love the show and citing that Alec Baldwin is stingy and has a substandard cell phone. There were lots and lots of them. And if you have not uh, read these reviews, if you haven't left one or read them, I urge you to go to the reviews section of the Pod F Tomcast and look at people's many, many stories of Alec Baldwin and his cheap cell phone. It really tickled me, and thank you all. It is nice to know that people are out there and people are listening. And I'm looking forward to a new year, more podcasts, more stuff coming. So thanks, everybody. Stick with me. It's going to be fun. I promise. I'm putting, I'm even raising my hand. I don't have to do that. I do, because uh, Scott's still here. He's totally looking at me. Scott, did you have fun? I did. Did you hear that? He did. That's the proof. And did you have fun, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, did you have fun under these podcasted skies? Above this podcasted earth? Podcasted? I hope you did. That's all for now, everyone. We'll see you again next month, if not sooner. Good night, everybody. Pleasant dreams. And if you're not going to be good to each other, 
At least be good to me. You rude little pigs. <laughs>